What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron. Today, we're going to be talking about a running back that I refuse to draft. I've done 63 best ball drafts on underdog to the state. Still no sponsorship. I've split in a couple more DMs since the last time I've updated you guys on the underdog promo code. We'll see what happens. But I have drafted David Montgomery zero times in 63 best ball drafts. And I will draft him zero times in 100 more best ball drafts. I want him nowhere. And here's why. And before we break down why I don't like David Montgomery, let's just take a step back, take a breath of fresh air, and let's look at what David Montgomery did in 2020. He was getting drafted as the RB28 in the sixth round of FFPC leagues last year, which is high stakes. You know, there's sharks in there. They're going like $350 buy-ins type shit. They were drafting David Montgomery in the sixth round. And as we know, he knocked six-round ADP expectations out of the water. In 15 games, he put up 1,070 rushing yards, 438 receiving yards, 10 total touchdowns, and he finished as the RB7 in 2020. And he was literally a league winner. There's probably a couple of you guys out there that are watching this video that probably won a league with David Montgomery. And it's pretty crazy because after finishing as the RB7, we're now seeing him go at the 403 as the RB20 in 2020 and he's kind of a value there psych a lot that's exactly the thought process that you guys want to avoid where we don't just take one year and project it onto the next we don't just say oh this player did good last year he's going to do good this year we're still process over results and as we know a lot of us got hurt with that that 101 the 102 guys like saquon cmc austin eckler joe mixon they all went down and that's why the RB7 is a little bit easier to, to obtain. You know, David Montgomery in another year, he might be like the RB12 or something. And to me, his 2020 was more opportunity than it was talent. I, I don't think that David Montgomery is this crazy good running back. He's not a top seven running back. He's not top 15. He's maybe top 15. He's not top 10 is what I meant to say. He just screams jag to me. He's just like an average running back in the NFL. And the guys that are out there that tout David Montgomery, you know, they just love David Montgomery for whatever reason. They like to point to his elusive rating on PFF. And that's pretty much like their metric. It charts their efficiency in terms of making people miss and being elusive in the open field and putting on some nice juke moves. And that's what people have been pointing to since college. They've loved David Montgomery in college. He makes people miss. He's this juke specialist. He has the highest elusive rating on PFF all the time. I think he might have had one of the most missed tackles forced on PFF. But the problem is, is that he's a slower plotting back. So it's a lot more east and west than it is north and south with him. You know, there's guys, when I was growing up in like seventh grade playing football, the coaches are all saying north and south, north and south. And I was like, oh, fuck these old heads. What did they know about? The thing is with running backs, you want that north and south. You know, Nick Chubb, Gus Edwards. These are guys between the tackles, running backs that get in the hole and they get going. David Montgomery, he's going to get in there in like a cloud of dust, juke three guys out and then fall over at like, three or four yards that's his game and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna prop him up because he's he makes three yard runs look pretty so i took a look for myself i went to pff i filtered by running backs with 100 plus carries and when i looked at the yards after contact per attempt he was 16th so his elusiveness isn't really doing much for adding yards onto his runs he's not making people miss bouncing off tackles and then going for 5 10 15 yards he's just like i said he's just making people miss and he's fallen down before he gets to the five yard line or before he picks up five yards. You guys know what I meant. He's he's genuinely one of the least explosive backs in the league. And a really good stat for this is his explosive run rate. So that's his percentage of carries exceeding 10 yards. It just kind of measures, you know, running backs breaking off big plays, but it's not quite like breakaway runway 15 plus because we don't need the 15, 20, 25 
80 yard touchdowns you don't need that but just to make you know big chunk plays is a big deal and he was 34th in explosive run rate and there was only 48 running backs on this list he's genuinely just not that great at getting a bunch of yards you know and i don't want to hear about his o-line i know the bears don't have a great o-line but we can pretty much take his offensive line out of the equation with yards created that's another skill stat i would call it and it only accounts for yards gained by a running back independent of their o-line so whatever the running back whatever the offensive line gives the running back it's not added on to the yards created total and he was still averaging the stat he was 16th in yards created per touch so david montgomery is just kind of a a carlos Hyde type grinder to me you know he's he's slow he doesn't catch too much and i think on top of him not being like an exceptional runner he also had this perfect one out of a thousand outcomes last year where you know dr strange reversing the fate of the universe type shit he had the exact sequence of events that needed to happen for him to become a league winner. And I think David Montgomery's league winning season boils down to two things. First, you have Tariq Cohen getting hurt. Then you have a really soft schedule on the back half of the season. And let's take a step back. Let's look at Tariq Cohen. And by no means is Tariq Cohen some generational Saquon Barkley level running back, but he's a really good pass catcher, satellite back. You know, we bring him in on two minute drills, third downs, all that kind of stuff. He's a specialist. And when you're a specialist like Tariq Cohen, he's going to average 70 to 100 targets every season. And that really puts a cap on David Montgomery's upside. In 0.5 PPR, a target is worth 1.63 times more than a carry. So when David Montgomery specializes in taking carries and not getting any targets because Tariq Cohen's taking them all away, and we all know David Montgomery, his bread and butter isn't catching passes. That's not really his game. So my whole thesis for fading David Montgomery in 2020, it was because Tariq Cohen capped his upside and David Montgomery's in a bad offense. They're not going to score a lot. They're not going to be up in games, running the ball a lot. And all the David Montgomery truthers got lucked the fuck out when Tariq Cohen went down in week three. And the splits are pretty crazy. With Tariq Cohen healthy, David Montgomery averaged 11.5.5 PPR points per game, which is like fringe RB2 numbers. And, and he only averaged two receptions per game in those games. Then Tariq Cohen goes down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, Montgomery shoots right up to RB1 range with that 17.11 points per game. And he doubles his weekly reception total from two to four. And his success is literally directly in line with Tariq Cohen. As soon as Tariq Cohen goes down, David Montgomery's snap share goes from 50%, hovering around like 50, 55%. And it shoots up to like 80, 85, 90%. So when Tariq Cohen went down, David Montgomery scored more fantasy points. He got on the field more often and he caught more passes. All things we want our running backs to do. We just don't want them to do it because of something else in their situation. We want them to do it because they're a good all-purpose back. And to add on to Tariq Cohen kind of opening things up for David Montgomery, we got to look at the soft part of David Montgomery's schedule last year. Just look at this chart real quick. I've never seen such a favorable schedule on the back half of a season. He literally had a bottom seven fantasy RB defense from weeks nine to 17. And that opponent RB fantasy points per game column, that just means what the defense gave up to a fantasy backfield on a given game. And before that crazy stretch from week nine to 17, he only had two finishes of 15 or more points and he had no 100 yard rushing games until that span of that soft ass schedule. So in games with Tariq Cohen or games not against cupcake defenses, he sucked. And I think the biggest red flag is that spot right there in between Tariq Cohen getting hurt and him having that soft schedule. There's that, that little spot from weeks four to eight where he averaged 11.4 points per game as the RB23 in that span, even though he had all the volume in the world and he wasn't playing against the toughest matchups, he just wasn't playing against the easiest ones and he struggled. And that's really scary. There's literally two best case scenarios for a running back like David Montgomery. First, Tariq Cohen getting hurt and then having a super easy schedule. And the second best case scenario, 
his one of his best outcomes at ADP is Tariq Cohen gets hurt and then he just has an okay schedule. And in that scenario, he couldn't perform. Now he's in a completely different environment in 2021. Tariq Cohen, he's coming back. He's going to take a bunch of the passing down work. And then we also have Damian Williams, who's a great pass catcher. Last time we saw him, he was balling out for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He's a pretty good running back. But but if you want to put Damian Williams to the side, I don't care. If you want to say, okay, he's like a practice squad running back. He's a fringe running back. I don't care about Damian Williams. That's fine. But they added Justin Fields. They drafted him 11th overall. And Justin Fields is going to play week one, two, three, four, whenever it is. When Justin Fields gets in there, he's going to take away carries. He averaged like 10 carries per game in college. And he's going to take away rushing touchdowns at the goal line. So now David Montgomery is going back to his one-dimensional grinder type role with no receiving upside. And he probably has the lowest rushing floor of his entire career. And on top of that, the Bears lose both of their tackles like it's such a bears thing to just lose both of their starting tackles in an offseason and that's what happened they, they fill in one of the spots with tevin jenkins out of oklahoma state but it's not going to be quite what it was last year last year they were 16th in run blocking per pff heading into 2021 they they released this article every year on pff that ranks the the incoming offensive line units they're ranked as the sixth worst offensive line in the nfl and there will be no soft schedules for him to just plow through defenses that are super soft and easy. They have the 27th toughest schedule according to Warren Sharp's strength of schedule. We're going to be looking at Warren Sharp's strength of schedule all season long. It's the best strength of schedule out there because it doesn't take wins from last year. It takes the projected win totals from Vegas, which is like the sharpest win totals you can have. And then the, the higher your average opponent's win total is, the tougher your schedule. And it makes sense. And being behind in games not only skews to... David Montgomery having a tough time between the tackles. He's not going to have as many between the tackles touches because they're not going to be up in games. And this skews to them using Tariq Cohen and Damian Williams more on passing downs because they're going to be behind in games, going to be throwing the football a ton. And the only argument you can really make for David Montgomery now that we know that his receiving upside's capped, he's going to have a tough schedule, a bad offensive line, is that David Montgomery, he plays the Packers, Lions, and Vikings six times a year. And those teams were all bottom seven in fantasy RB points per game. So that would lock him into six easy games, like the same sort of stretch we saw last year. But that's 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 a risky bet to make because that kind of stat where we're looking at defenses, it's not sticky year to year. Defenses, they fall apart. We've seen the Jaguars carry Blake Bortles through the playoffs around their two, come around the next year and just vanish. Like these these defenses, they, they're not sticky year to year, the dominant ass defense. Unless you're like the Ravens or the Steelers, you're not going to see dominant defenses stick around. And you could say the same thing about bad defenses. Bad defense often become good. Before they had Jalen Ramsey and all those studs, the Jaguars defense was a joke. So we could easily see one or two of these teams from the NFC North regress back to the mean and be better against running backs. So when you take that into account, David Montgomery's pretty much a poor man's poor man's Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb is objectively a top 3 runner in the league behind one of the best offensive lines on a team that's going to be up in games. And I guess that'd be interesting from David Montgomery's 6th round ADP from last season, but now he's going into 2021 as the 403 off the board and underdog. And I can't pay that price. David Montgomery, he's an average rusher. He's now projected for less touches, less scoring opportunities, less receptions. He's in an offense that won't have many positive game scripts. He's not going to be sitting on a bunch of leads. And he's behind the bottom six offensive line. So for all those reasons, I'm out. And I'm just not really interested in running backs in this RB dead zone. It's pretty much what guys like Jack Miller and I don't know. There's a bunch of fantasy guys out there that have been coining this phrase. But the, the round three to six range in drafts is like one of the riskiest parts for running backs. Especially because in that especially because in that range in recent years, you've drafted guys like Mark Ingram last year, Todd Gurley last year. For all you OGs out there, I remember like Thomas Rawls went in that range. We got Toby Gerhardt in that range. 
just a really scary spot to take running backs, especially when there's so much wide receiver value. There's Julio, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, all of those wide receivers in that range. I'd rather just stack up those wide receivers, get my running backs in the first two rounds or get them from round seven and on. Anyways, I'm gonna be making a video covering the running back dead zone at some point over next week or so, but that's it for me. Dave Montgomery, he's my least favorite running back in that RB dead zone range. I've drafted him nowhere. And let me know down below in the comments, man, if you have any sort of running back you're not taking. If you like David Montgomery and you want to come at me and tell me David Montgomery's actually really good and here's why, go ahead, man. And as always, while you're down there, make sure you subscribe, leave a like. You can always follow me at runstore underscore on Twitter. I'll probably have like a written, really in-depth version of this in thread form on Twitter in the next couple of days. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, man, I love you guys. 1.25K subscribers. Thank you guys so much. We're going to try and get that underdog promo code. We'll see what happens, fellas. I think tomorrow I'm going to come out with a probably like a Brandon Ayuk video. We'll see, though. And as always, I'll see you guys in the next one. Cause it's so crisp The most broken Scold stock broke I went on solstice I could win an Oscar Russian accent Horsky Acid addict Cross the habit more maybe i just gotta get suspended more hashtag it get mentions for it make you love it get it trending more and then act humble hit some bull that some dude mumble one in the jump door but let that nigga punk you knowing bitch niggas want to bring guns to the rumbles but i love y'all so don't let the juice spill pop blue pill pop till you feel good enough to pop the pop bitch in the blue hills yacht that one drown in the juice nigga honey proof get found in the youth nigga top with all the trying to introduce nigga everybody know you do you the new nigga how's it feel to be you yo no say i ain't really been myself since five past i ain't really need to need that shop class i ain't really been weak since pop smashed i'm a genius a motherfucking pop smash hit since a master jack and lindsay Never tasted paper, tripped, racing yourself, trying to chase the paper. I just faced a baker, and you love me and Kobe when you make the Lakers. Do you realize everybody in the world fucking hates the Lakers? <laughs> and then everybody want to sip, so the juice bill, everybody want to bid. And then everybody want to dip, told you I ain't worried, I ain't scared of the boot. All you can do is spit a verse of the truth, merge a mixture with the carrots, the fruits, and the thirst of the worst, the curse of the juice. Juice.